0: Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the 14th day of August, 2020. And on this report, I will return to an old-time theme. That is the defense of Western civilization, but today I will look at it from a new direction. Today's theme is the inherent worth of the individual or that spark of divinity that is the image of God in each person the very heart of Western civilization, here at the Castle family. We're troubled right now. Oh, Joan and I are fine. We're doing just fine. But as my pastor once told me, you're only as happy as your saddest child, and the family daughter is troubled today. She's still stuck on her jungle island, but there is a chance she can get a flight to Australia and New Zealand, just as those two countries are starting to lock down, but that might come in a couple of weeks. The problem is she could end up stuck there and without her husband, so it is a cause of great concern to us. My report to you today is not really a defense of Western civilization at all, since I've already done that many times, as well as I am able to do it. This report is rather about how we let it fail. We let Western civilization fail because we, individually and collectively, fail to comprehend its virtues. We stop thinking about that divine image of God, or if you are an atheist, then just call it the inherent worth of the individual. Throughout the centuries, many events have shaken the West from the path. World wars, plagues, lean years, all have occurred, but somehow the West managed to find its way back to that single theme. I don't know about this time, though. This time seems different. Since forces inside the West seem dead set on destroying that civilization which has uplifted the individual for centuries, the rule of law is the first line of defense in the protection of the individual and his property, and that is obviously in grave danger right now. Cities across America are all surrendering to the mob refusing to defend the individuals that live within them. Virtually all these cities are controlled by Democrat mayors, Democrat city councils, Democrat attorneys, general Democrat governors. These politicians seem to consider their police forces as the enemy rather than the violent criminals that threaten their cities, for example. In Minneapolis, the city council voted 12 to nothing to completely abolish their police force since that vote. The murder and robbery rates have soared in Minneapolis undeterred. One council member even suggested that it was privilege to expect your property to be free from robbery and arson. The West Coast cities of Portland and Seattle have been torn by riots, looting, burning for months, as the mayor and governor will not enforce the law. I suppose they support the goals of the looters, not the property owners. But for whatever reason, they are... Willing to watch their cities burn to the ground in Chicago currently There is widespread looting going on across the city including in the glamour shopping districts. I saw an interview With a black lives matter leader. She said that looting was reparations She didn't say reparations for what she didn't say why Today's property owners owed her money. The only thing mayor Lori Lightfoot is willing to do is raise the drawbridges in hope that they would keep the looters out of downtown Chicago. Chicago used to be known as the nation's meat market. Its football team were known as the Monsters of the Midway, but now it's known for looting and for murder. Would you like to buy a $10 million penthouse in downtown Chicago? Yeah, I didn't think so. Mayor de Blasio just looted the New York police budget of a billion dollars, and soon after the murder and violent crime rates started soaring in New York City, they haven't stopped. People who can afford to leave are leaving in droves. I understand more than one million people have left New York City. What sane person would put up with the aggravation of living in Manhattan or downtown Chicago in the best of times, let alone now? So many of the wealthy who pay taxes and support the philanthropic causes in New York City have fled the city that Governor Andrew Como was reduced to begging. Please come back, he said. Please come back. If you come back, you can come over to my house. I'll cook for you. The mayor of Chicago, on the other hand, either just doesn't care or doesn't understand the ramifications of people moving from the city Gr- crime violence riots looting unemployment homeless on the streets coupled with extremely high prices of everything represents our democrat cities today so come and get it we the people have allowed our cities and the components of our cities to slide into what appears to be a fatal decadence the stay at home orders forced on us by governments made many of us realize that we actually can stay at home. We can work from home. We don't need expensive commercial real estate. The result is goodbye commercial real estate market. Goodbye, big city retail market. Hundreds of companies have filed for bankruptcy protection, most of them in Chapter 11, hoping, I suppose, to survive there until the COVID lockdowns are lifted. Many Our most will not survive, but will be liquidated in Chapter 7. Thousands of small businesses have struggled under the weight of it all, but have finally succumbed as well with all the trouble in our cities. Does anyone want to pay $100 for a ticket to see a sports event? Where there they can be lectured by multimillionaires about their privilege? Professional sports might be on the final road to fatal decadence as well. Time will tell whether interest and fans ever return. Governments in our cities and states seem either ambivalent about these things or they are on the side of the destroyers. The federal level is a little different because of the upcoming election and the Democrat obsession with damaging President Trump. Both sides want to spend trillions of dollars that do not exist in an effort to alleviate Some of the problems they caused with their lockdowns, the federal government's theft seems much different from the theft of the looters. Their theft, the federal government's theft, is so classy. It is more in the nature of embezzlement than counterfeiting or looting. The looters blame their lack of a moral conscience on something that ended more than 160 years ago. And the federal government blames their lack of a moral conscience on the virus. Everyone presumes that both explanations are bogus, but we're all expected to pretend we don't presume that. It would be hard to imagine Jerome Powell running through a window at Best Buy with a TV like the looters, but essentially he's doing the same thing. Jerome Powell, in case you don't know, is chairman of the Federal Reserve. They're very similar, these two people. The fact that the Constitution doesn't permit rule by executive order and that On the contrary, it says that spending bills must originate in the House. Doesn't seem to bother the Trump administration. He just ignores the people's representatives and rules by executive fiat. He knows that the Democrats want to keep the economy struggling because that would hurt his re-election chances. So he is determined not to let that happen. When and if the new bipartisan relief bill finally passes, everybody gets something of the new non-existent money. Those who don't work get a $400 per week bonus. Those who do work get free money as well. During the last round, those who did not work 68% received more in unemployment payments than they received from working. The federal government thereby set itself as the competitor to business for the services of their workforce when there is no value in working. You know that civilization is headed downhill fast. Economist Bill Bonner points out to us that there are two kinds of money. Quote, there is the money you earn honestly by providing goods or services to others. And there is the money you get by lying, cheating, stealing, or counterfeiting. From both theory and experience, we know that the more you have of the latter, the less you have of the former, the worse off you are. That's what President Trump, Nancy Pelosi, Jerome Powell, et al. proposed to do, increase the amount of printing press money while the goods and services producing economy sinks, end quote. It is important, then, to get the printing presses cranking out as much fake money as possible so the people will not lose confidence in the government's ability to respond to a crisis. This is an anathema to a properly functioning republic, but no one seems to care. The lesson is that no matter who is in office, whether Democrat or Republican, the fake money printing will continue until the whole thing collapses into a pile of rubble. We have some examples of this happening. Zimbabwe, Argentina, many times there, and Venezuela. What are the chances that Western civilization could be reassembled from the ashes without the guiding belief system of Christianity. The answer to that question is zero. The chances are zero. So something else must replace this civilization when it inevitably collapses. I'm sure the toys we have here will still last for a while. The science, the technology, the smartphones, an individual computer in everyone's hands, more powerful by tens of thousands of times than the one used to send Neil Armstrong to the moon. All those things will still be here, most likely. Those things are not Western civilization. They are the consequences of individualism, capitalism, rational thought, logic instead of mysticism, personal freedom, all of which make up the very essence of Western civilization, governments of the world. Since the days of John Maynard Keynes have held a false belief that it is that is that economies grow by increasing demand? Demand is increased by the government printing more money and releasing it into the economy. That is a false belief, in my opinion. It's been proven false by many governments, including the three I just mentioned. It is false unless you believe by that by having some counterfeiter print and spend money, the economy would somehow be stimulated. Unfortunately, every one of any political consequences, down with the cause, the cause of modern monetary theory. That's why all of this is called now, folks, modern monetary theory. That is the name of the new economy where nothing must be made by anyone. No services need be offered except for those of banking. Government assumes all power over everything and simply prints and hands out money to those in favor and restricts those who are out of favor the new economy. Based on counterfeiting, cronyism, lies, deception, it is now called modern monetary theory. It's the current economy of the United States. All Democrat politicians, almost all Republican politicians, including Donald Trump, are down with the modern monetary theory calls. I predict it very, fairly soon, though. The laws of economics developed over centuries of practical experience will show us that the cause is not down with us. The theory that government has all power, even the power to determine what money is, and to disperse it at its whim is the real infection of today. It has infected the mayors, the governors of Democrat states. They have infected rioters and looters. They, in unison, have sent a message to the looters that this society is not worth defending. They will therefore not defend it. There is a cure for all this that would be reasonably easy to implement. It would only require people in Congress with guts, determination, and love of country, along with a citizenry with the same characteristics. Get rid of the Federal Reserve. Return to sound money that's based on something substantial. That sounds rather simple, folks, and it is but only for people who haven't lost their moral way and who haven't destroyed their own civilization. Finally, folks, it would require sacrifice to return to a civilized society, but it would be worth it. No more unwinnable, unending ending wars, no more favoritism, no more cronyism, no more handouts to pass around for vote buying. In return, a time of economic contraction would be a hard price to pay for a while. But that is the cost of destroying your own civilization. The value for future generations would be well worth it. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.